big up to all parental heroes. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and illiteracy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful and thankful that you are present with us today on another Manliness Rally. This one, a parental hack, a parental rally to encourage those males well and the male supporters let's say single mothers other supporters out there who are parental heroes we over two years ago encouraged males to understand that our children are very interested in having some courageous and some very outstanding and excellent um, persons personalities in their lives that they can emulate that they can look up to that they can see great qualities of boldness in them that they can replicate and repeat in their own lives so we say big up to all of those persons that are in our in our vocal range and we do encourage those males to keep going we do understand that it is worse than gravity the pressure that males are under and because you know um, even in heaven our heavenly father bears the pressure of of carrying the load of his children here on this planet and we do understand that the, the fatherhood pressure is we're equating that to worse to, uh, to, to a bigger pressure than gravity because gravity is not constant in space gravity uh, gravity is not something that you experience in the same way in space as it is on earth so but even in heaven our heavenly father yahweh elohim the father of christ he bears the pressure and the the, the gravity if you want to call it that the weight on his shoulder of being a great dad even in heaven so we're making the point that fatherhood is a is a more constant pressure than gravity it appears and we see that males are constantly there's great expectation on males to be great dads to be men that can bear a lot of load because that's what our that's what mean the male lead the male name in greek means one who lifts one who bears loads and one who bears burdens and that can get to males sometimes and sometimes you know as being a what we say a transformational man cave we can often be criticized or critiqued as being more focused on the transformational aspect than the man cave aspect so we do want males to feel that this is a space that is non-judgmental or non-judgmental unfairly of course we want males to line up with the the biblical definition of who a man is and at the same time we want we want males to feel that they can be vulnerable in this space at turn to burn and share their views we do know that males find it more difficult to share the pressure that they're under that we're under as parents as lovers in our marriages as financial managers as spiritual leaders uh, the pressure to communicate effectively and yet still to be assertive um, all these pressures uh, can build up and many males just check out because when you go in overload uh, in pressure then you can just shut your senses are shut down and you can eventually become numb so we want to say to those males especially today who are being great parental examples you have a, a, a great repetitive example of being a great male 
even if it is that you're dealing with things you may not be a great communicator at this time but you are trying to step up with your spiritual fitness and your priestcraft you're reading your scriptures praying with your family you're trying to lead them in discipleship and evangelism you're trying to to lead your marriage and to to serve your your wife and to be romantically daring and to be a romantic entrepreneur however you may have an issue with your communication or you may have an issue with men you may not be the, the the main breadwinner whatever it is at this time but you are trying you are making an effort uh, in many of the areas that we focus on of the five pillars you're making an effort in a number of those pillars so we do want to say big up to you and for those women who have sons who have males in that they are parenting on their own that the world called single moms with males we do encourage you to keep pushing forward with exposing your male the males in your household to great content and we do propose that you continue to share your con this content where it is that you deem it listen to it first because some of the poetry some of the, the things that we may say may require some parental guidance we did say before that the bible is a pg book the bible is not uh, child baby literature that that you can probably feel comfortable to expose your child to everything in the scriptures without reading it first so we do encourage you to share our content with your with your males uh, however preview it first to ensure that this is something that you're comfortable with sharing with your males so for us today have a great day males and male supporters uh, we say big up there are people who are celebrating who, who wait on a specific day to celebrate fathers and males however today me and the rest of us here at family family we say big up to the males that even though they may be stumbling they may not read that well they may not be the best breadwinner right now they may have some issues they may be a little boring in their romance but in some other area they are making an effort and they do know that they are repenting and they're changing their mindset in the areas that they're weak in but they're gonna put a hundred percent effort in their stronger areas if they're studying the scriptures if they're great with evangelism they're going to push hard in their family they're going to keep introducing their neighbors and friends to the gospel of jesus christ and keeping introducing their family to the gospel of jesus christ etc so with that said big up meals and male supporters for the last time and look out for the next segment are some dynamic occupations in Collier County. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamilyFamily.com's transformational man cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're present with us on another manliness rally. This is a financial hack looking at some dynamic occupations in Collier County for those listeners that may be in the Collier County area or in Southwest Florida. We are looking at the last 10 years, going up to the fourth quarter of 2018, at the fastest growing trends in our labor market. And with 52.4% growth, the employment area of instrument manufacturing for measuring and testing electricity and electrical signals was the fastest growing area. And that had, it's a small area, just about 52 people employed in that area. 
in Collier County up to December of last year, but it grew 52% every year. Another fast-growing area, concrete block and brick manufacturing, grew by about 46% on average every year for the last 10 years in Collier County. Now, it has about 102 people employed in concrete block and brick manufacturing. This just might be another fast-growing area that persons who are looking at business can actually look at for Collier County. The average wage for concrete and block Block, concrete block and brick, that's a bit of a tongue twister manufacturing, was about $43,966 a year. And uh, the average wage in the instrument manufacturing for measuring and testing, ele- testing electricity and electrical signals, that industry is about $102,000 a year. Another fast growing area is that over the past 10 years, from 2008 to 2018, every year, we saw growth of about of about I'm looking at the data here of about uh, 32.2% in the area of promoters of performing arts sports and similar events with facilities that is a sector that employed about 313 persons in 2000 and at the end of 2018 and the average annual wage in the promoters of performing arts, sports, and similar events with facilities. I'm just reading the next code description. The average wage there at the end of 2018 was $58,148 per annum per year. Another fast-growing area. I'll just give you one more. <clears throat> Machine tool manufacturing. That grew at about 24.3%. That means that every year, about 24.3% growth was seen in the machine tool manufacturing employment um, occupation. That might be another dynamic uh, business opportunity or a dynamic area for training if your kids or you are looking at upgrading your skill set. The average wage in that at the end of 2018 in the machine tool manufacturing sector was $57,533. and that's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, we are encouraging persons in these sectors to get the most recent data on how to get certified in that sector, how to get skilled and certified because it's not just enough to do the training but to actually have your certification and to keep that certification current in those sectors, whether you are performing uh, uh, in the area of performing arts, in instrument manufacturing, or in the area of concrete and block making, concrete block and brick manufacturing. We do encourage persons who need help in this area in Southwest Florida in understanding the market a little bit more for your particular skill set to give us a to contact us at connect at famtifamily.com. And you can also look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's where this data is found. If you are someone who doesn't want to get bogged up in the actual research, we at Family Family can help you with some of that. We're going to be pausing in this segment. Look out for the next segment. someone you know are interested in buying, selling, or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Willesley a call at 
239-207-2955. That's 239-207-2955. Am I my brother's keeper? Lincoln here from TurnToBurnFamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush your feminacy and militarism and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're still with us here on another Manliness Rally. This one is a spiritual fitness rally. And we are, in this segment, encouraging males, male supporters, everyone in our vocal range, to understand that we're that we're all expected to be our brothers keeper not just christians in genesis 4 verse 9 to 13 there is a story of cain and abel and cain did not take a knife and joke his brother in his neighbor they well you know that is a, a, a popular saying a popular joke or something like that in jamaica uh, however it, it is true that according to the bible cain the, the first siblings of adam and eve cain and abel cain in a fit of rage and jealousy over as we would say jamaica in the, in the island bad minor covetousness that his younger brother's sacrifice of a lamb was accepted by yahweh elohim his vegetables and fresh produce was not was rejected by yahweh elohim as a sacrifice and in genesis 4 9 to 13 Cain killed Abel, it is said, according to the scriptures, which we believe to be accurate. And Yahweh asked him, where is his brother? He lies, which is the first thing uh, that uh, the first element of him trying to cover up the fact that he killed his brother. And then he says, am I my brother's keeper? And then Yahweh Elohim, the father of Christ, responds that because you were irresponsible for your brother the earth is going to be the earth is not going to bring forth food for you it's well it's going to be difficult for you to make a living and the irresponsibility of one man for his brother makes the earth hostile towards him makes his workplace hostile many of us as males don't see the link between our spiritual fitness and our spiritual life and our or fin our material life and often because the objective of our spiritual life is to make us more like love to make us become love not become god but to make us become love and yes god is love but we're, we are going after god's nature not god's position and at the end of the day god rewards those who become love with he says crown a crown of life you're rewarded with uh, a throne etc etc the end the element here is where we are our brother's keeper there is a very huge reward in that that we get to <coughs> actually be blessed in the earth because yahweh elohim does say blessed are the peacemakers for these are the kingdom of heaven blessed are the meek they should inherit the earth everything that has to do with being our brother's keeper being humble being peaceful being meek which means that we can actually submit to and humble ourselves to others which is another great way to be our brother's keeper 
uh, we can actually be someone who is a hedge. The brother's keeper term means to be a protective hedge around your brother, to be a supporter for your brother, to honor your brother, not to do harm is and it to your brother, but it's more than just to do no harm because you can do no harm and do no good either. But it is actually to be a brother's keeper, to be a protector, to be a supporter of your brother. And where we are a brother's keeper, then the earth will actually be positive and be uh, the earth will actually be fertile for us. And many of us are struggling in our excuse me in our workplace. Excuse me for that audio blip. For in our workplace, we're struggling in our businesses. We're struggling in our, our careers, etc. I would think very heavily because we're not our brother's keeper. Even in our workplace, Jocko Willink talks about this strategy of covering and moving in his book, Extreme Ownership. And this is something that God tells us about in the Golden Rule in St. Luke 7 verse 12, I believe. Do, um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And here, Cain did not, he killed his brother and he tried to cover it up after that. So at the end of the day, his own livelihood was negatively affected by him not taking care of his brother. Now, what does this mean about our spiritual fitness and priestcraft? Our spiritual fitness and priestcraft in our home, us being our brother's keeper, sharing the gospel in our home is one element of being our brother's keeper. If we do not share the gospel in our home or anywhere at all, but we are starting with our home, if we can't, if we say we love our wife, we say we love our children, but we do not share the gospel with them, we don't share the good news that because of a man called Jesus of Nazareth, we can become love. We can be our brother's keeper. We can go to our original state of being made in God's image again. We can repossess the image of God through a relationship with his son. And because of that good, if we don't share that good news, we're not our brother's keeper. The very chilling part of the story is God says to Cain, the blood of your brother cries out from the ground. And that to me is very, very, very daunting that for many of us who have lost friends, family, and many of us who right now have family and friends that are on their way to be lost. And when they're lost, if it is that we don't intervene through sharing of the gospel, through loving them, through our prayer, through our Bible study, through our fasting, through evangelism, loving them through charity, loving them through praise and worship, etc. If we allow this opportunity to pass, then their blood is going to cry out to Yahweh Elohim up from the ground that we did not share the gospel with them. We did not disciple them. And they were right under our very roof. Those closest to us, they, I mean, if you share the gospel before and person says, no, I don't care about Jesus, blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, you move to the other elements. You fast about them. You pray about them. You do something else rather than keep battering your head against the, the brick wall of this person. And God will intervene through somebody else or some other means. And he has shown that he's capable of stepping in in extreme means through the story of Paul, Paul's conversion. That was not someone in his own home that reached out to him. However, it is that's not the point there. I'm rambling a bit, but the point here is we as males are our brother's keeper and we can start out 
with our family, being our brother's keeper in our home, being our wife's keeper, being our children's keeper. And then we can move out to, to our other family members. And one of the big stories, I think it was Andrew, went out and called Philip, or Philip called Andrew, one of them. Andrew, between Andrew and Philip, somebody called somebody, but they were brothers, I believe. And this was when Jesus called, I believe he called Andrew, and then Andrew called Philip. Um, hopefully that's the right way I got it. But if not, their brothers changed each other's lives first. They were their brother's keeper. The young man who was possessed in the tomb, amongst the tombs in the Ganarines, Gadarenes, that uh, possessed man, after he lost the, the legion of, of demons, came out of him and he went into the pigs. The demons went into the pigs. He wanted to become one of Jesus' disciples. Jesus sent him back to his family, go and proclaim the gospel to them and be your brother's keeper there. That's my paraphrasing. So the main point is, if we don't share the gospel with our brothers, their, their blood is going to cry out from the ground to Yahweh Elohim, to the Father of Christ. We are encouraging males to be very, very deliberate, to be very, very thoughtful, and to share the gospel in our homes. <clears throat> yes, we're to share it everywhere. We're to be non-discriminatory. We're to go to all nations with the gospel, meaning don't discriminate with the gospel. However, if we cannot share the gospel in our home, then that is a very, 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 very telling, telling tale about the state of our heart towards those that we are supposed to love uh, in a very, very extreme way. Anyway, we're pausing there for today in this segment. Listen up for the next segment. tripping over your tongue. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn FamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and militaracy and aspire to domestic excellence. We are grateful that you're present for another manliness rally. This one a comms rally today, encouraging us to be careful about our communications. Our tongue or our communications can elevate or they can destroy our homes and stumble our families into chaos, into what the Bible des describes as voidness, darkness in Genesis 1 verse 2 in the Holy Bible. James chapter 3 in the Holy Bible reports that humans cannot tame their tongues and tend to be hypocritical and unfaithful. So mortals are challenged to manage our unmanageable mouths and communications as it impacts the ours and our family's quality of life. And that's in Proverbs 18.21 that out of our mouth comes the issues of life. Uh, the life powers, uh, sorry, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And other references say that out of our communications comes life. So there are important facts about the mouth of persons. There is the mouth of a righteous person. A righteous person here speaks to a lawful, innocent, a law-abiding person, someone that's living by the moral code of Yahweh Elohim, the Father of Christ. And that person, the mouth, the communications of the righteous person is a source of life. That's number one. And that's in Proverbs 10 verse 11. That's uh, to say that when that person speaks, the communications that comes from that person 
actually animates living and actually discourages death. Two, that righteous person's mouth, their communication, has wisdom, which is the skillful and accurate use of information and knowledge. And that's in Proverbs 10 verse 13. The righteous person's communication is valuable. That's in Proverbs 10 verse 20. It says, I believe that it's like fine or pure silver. So there is actually value. There's actually uh, wealth and there's actually a creation of usefulness out of the mouth of a righteous person. The fourth element out of the, the mouth of a righteous person, why it is important to have uh, communication from a righteous mouth is that that righteous communication provides for many proverbs 10 21 you feed many out of your communication your communication actually is something that others depend on for their sustenance however the mouth of an unlawful person one is clothed in violence that's in proverbs 10 verse 11 uh, number two, the unrighteous person's mouth, the unlawful person's mouth is near destruction. So destruction closely follows and is produced from the unrighteous person's mouth. That's in Proverbs 10, 14. The unrighteous person's mouth is worthless. They say things that are of absolutely no value. And the communication from an unrighteous person's mouth does not have any use in the life of people. Um, it also produces lack. Number four produces scarcity and lack. That's in Proverbs 10, verse 21. Now, another book in the, the Holy Bible, James 1, verse 26, says, A person without any verbal discipline, somebody who is not able to control their communication, who does not, he says, bridle their tongue, which to us means that does not have discipline in their communication, that person is a hypocrite with worthless ceremonial observations and exercises. He says your, your religion is vain if you can't bridle your tongue. We're going to tie this into family communications in a minute. All the religious effort and work someone does is useless if they don't have verbal discipline and if they also are, if they are also an, an incapable of separating themselves from worldliness and if they are insensitive to the poor, the orphan, widows, and strangers of the society. James chapter 3 reveals the tongue or communication as hell's charcoal. Without verbal control, we introduce at least, at minimum, violence, destruction, scarcity, etc. in our homes. So it is through our communication that we unleash chaos and, and darkness and we recreate Genesis 1 verse 2 in our homes. Many homes that are filled with domestic abuse, filled with um, emotional and verbal abuse, filled with scarcity and lack, filled with destruction, going through many bouts of, of divorce and remarried, etc. These homes are normally uh, built, you can trace it back, these patterns are traced back to a way in which those families have communicated over time. The tongue has produced and declared and reinforced and commanded and brought forth this destruction. And this is what happens when an unrighteous person communicates in their home. The gospel says through Christ, we are born again, the Bible says, are regenerated. We get a divine reset, if you want to call it that. 
uh, we're born again in the state of righteousness and lawfulness and we enter heaven's kingdom john john 3 verse 3 actually says except a man be born again he cannot see and, uh, and later down it says i think in either verse 5 cannot enter the kingdom of heaven so we understand that the gospel tells us that we can be regenerated and the righteous person communication releases life releases wisdom releases value and abundance in our families so if you are a male today that are struggling you're struggling with uh, the way in which you communicate in your family your tongue is clothed with violence you're violent towards your child you're violent towards your spouse and you don't seem to be able to control the violence that comes from your your communication in your home we encourage you to give us a call at our contact information in the ending thumbnail of this rally so thank you for your attention listen out for the next segment i loved living in hell my tongue it's tinder maggots enrobed be in its spell its goal God's love to hinder, man impaled, doomed to flesh to fail, ignoring heaven's bail in Matthew 16 verse 18, the antidote to hell's Ponzi scheme, Satan's alias Charles. Each warm drip of blood fleeing Christ's side, the sod of earth its mission field, to rod dark flesh of man gone wild, our father's love we numbly feel, Hence our futile combat to kneel to him. God's image bearer obsessed with sin. This untamed flesh weighing us down. A drowning man evades love's crown to don a demon's clown suit. Flesh absent God's spirit, a tree with no root. It squeaks your red nose while stepping on your toes in your spear's clown shoes. The nemesis of divine, infinite torment defined, squeaky, squeak. You or someone you know are interested in buying, selling or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Wellesley a call at 239 207 2955. That's 239-207-2955. Here are some prayer points for the coming week. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn Family.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and militaracy and aspire to domestic excellence. We are flabbergasted and thankful that you're present with us today in another manliness rally. This is a spiritual rally on priestcraft and we are encouraging males to pray for a couple of situations and people who we are aware of need our prayers in the Messianic Diaspora. Prayer is one of the priestcraft areas that we do encourage you to, to focus on as a messianic man and in your victory room which is of course your worship center in your home either your physical or your digital one that you may carry around with you on your phone etc we encourage you to add to your prayer list excuse me the a couple of issues one 
There is a former Muslim and former Hindu couple. They lead a church in India. And uh, we are getting these news reports from a website called ICommitToPray.com. It says here, a married couple who started a new church in their city had to change venues recently because of persecution. Hani, of course the last name would be would not be given for security reasons, a former Hindu and Chakama, a former Muslim, have actively shared their faith ever since coming to Christ and getting married, the report says. The community where they were living kicked them out because of their bold witness, so they moved to another city. Their church in the new city has grown to more than 55 families, and they have also started two prayer meetings in surrounding villages. Chakama's family continues to threaten her for leaving Islam, the report continues. Recently, community opposition to their church forced them to relocate, but they have not stopped meeting and the church continues to grow. Pray for Hani and Chakama as they lead the church and pray for their continued influence on the community around them. Number two is another prayer point that we encourage you to add, in your, add to your victory room. And this is from China. This report comes from my commit to pray on March 14th. Spouses of imprisoned church members arrested, the report says. The crackdown on the Chengdu-based Early Rain Covenant Church continues. In February, relatives of imprisoned church members gathered in front of the German consulate in Chengdu, seeking diplomatic aid. The three wives and one husband of currently imprisoned church members smiled and raised their Bibles, hoping German diplomats would help them obtain information on their imprisoned spouses. Instead, police arrested the four, along with a baby. The report continues. The Christians were detained for several days before being released. No information has been released on the church members who have been in prison since December 9, 2018. Pray for the wisdom of early reign church members during this time. Third per point, March 14, 2019, Iran. This one comes again from ICommitToPray.com. And the report says, Government arrests five Christian women. Five Christian women... All converts from Islam were arrested in Iran recently. Rishari, I'll leave out the last name, uh, 65, was arrested shortly before Christmas 2018 and faced 10 days of intense interrogation. Who knows what that could be. She was charged with acting against national security and released on bail. She is required to meet with a religious leader for, quote-unquote, instruction and to be given the opportunity to return to Islam. Little is known about the other four women arrested on the same day. Pray for Rushsari, Rushsari, who is reportedly very upset by her prison experience, and pray for the peace and comfort of the other women. We encourage you to go to icommittopray.com. If you have a difficulty with your own prayer life, if you don't know what to pray about, if things are just so rosy for you that you have a difficulty finding uh, things to intercede or where, where it is really standing the gap for other people, go to com- icommittopray.com. That's our suggestion. You'll find more than enough prayer points from people across the world who are having serious persecution because of their faith in Christ. So we do encourage you to have a great day crushing effeminacy and militaracy and listen out for the next segment.
act of God. The label usually given to dark and dangerous weather phenomenon. Man as usual pointing the finger at another one. No darkness in God's Eden invention. The invite to evil hand delivered by a holy man. Flesh given a first class invocation in creation. Earth's destruction man's soul innovation. No satisfaction with perfection, so we had to meddle. Or divine inheritance we peddle for peace soup. Then gathering in our church group, blaming Father, calling evil acts of God. Not acknowledging his true act. Discarding his truth for the serpent's facts. His constant slow motion replay of the Eden rebellion invokes divine hate. That hate, the fuel for reprobates, to drive nails deep into his flesh. God's voice muted by his creation so we can hear Siri, ignoring his force majeure on Calvary. The breath we abuse, an act of mercy. And we'll curse God as tonight a baby goes to bed thirsty, questioning why God doesn't intervene despite sending his only forgotten son to be his by sure. Join the Family Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our messianic mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly, with personal sessions $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com. Negotiations are a part of life. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn. FamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and maliteracy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're here with another with us on another manliness rally. This is a general or generic type of rally. Encouraging males to understand a little bit about the principles of negotiation, whether this is to help you as a as a family entrepreneur help you in your romance your communication your parenting and even as well in your spiritual leadership these are the five main pillars of our turn to burn campaign for manliness and we believe that negotiation skills are a great asset to have we saw even in the Bible uh, a recall, we recall the story of Abraham, I think it was Abraham by that time because we know he went through a name change and Christ, uh, well it doesn't say Christ in that story in Genesis, however it says the, the one like the son, of, the son of God or the son of man with two angels were on their way to destroy the town of Sodom and Gomorrah and he Abraham engaged in a negotiation with God in a sense to get some kind of because the, the 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 objective was going to be to destroy the entire the entire town or city and that would include Abraham's nephew a brother called Lot and his family and Abraham had an objective to 
to to have salvation or rescue for his his nephew lot and his family and he negotiated that i believe it was uh, 10 uh, originally it was 50 if 50 persons are righteous and are found uh, will you spare the city and it went down from 50 to 10 i believe and and that was in a sense a negotiation now god does not negotiate between right and wrong i have not seen that but he does i believe and engage man and ask man to participate in the leadership of this planet uh, within the realm of what is right and i believe he said will not the judge of the earth do right he said this to the lord and that was a basis for his negotiation with the lord the point i'm making here is that even in the bible negotiations are something that god and that god encourages with man and of course not to negotiate between right and wrong but within the realm of what is right in your family you can engage negotiations as a way of getting fear outcomes for persons there is a good book by someone called katie lenhart and this is one that i've i've gone through back in the day and i've given it another read it's called getting to yes negotiation skills and strategies and i do encourage it's not a biblical or messianic kind of book however i do believe in some of the concepts that she indicates in the book and for example of course they have different kinds of negotiation styles collaborative negotiations competitive negotiation concession negotiations and one of the important things i get from these strategies are that we can look for the and before the or if you have two options because negotiation generally is where you are seeking to close on an agreement on terms that are that are beneficial for you and the other party um, there are selfish ways of negotiations where you can simply or that's called a competitive negotiator where you simply are confrontational and you try to grab and get whatever you can at the expense of the person or persons at the other end of the table now for us as males especially when we are dealing within a family con a family setting and a business setting because the messianic community is built on love and part of love is to be to be kind and also to be fear fairness is an important element of how we negotiate others have other approaches to negotiations but we have not seen god or we have not seen christ engage in any unfair process with man and we shouldn't or cannot have that approach to negotiations where we simply just uh, raid the raid the, the the agreement everything is in our favor and the other party feels like they have lost but at the same time i have many personal experiences of leaving a lot on the table both in business in in profession where i could have negotiated i did not like i was a very basically someone who conceded a lot in terms of whether it was salary or whether it was some particular deal we were making and in business and in personal life that has cost me a lot and i've left a lot of value on the table a lot of income on the table not value because i did provide value and and uh, at at what the price uh, may have been uh, below what the value was worth to the person on the other end so i ended up losing a lot in monetary terms for 
the fact that I did because of the fact that I did not negotiate or negotiate well. So as a male in your home, if this is a situation of, of let's say, a business that your family is running and you are going for, a, let's say, a landscaping contract or uh, let's, let's say you're looking at a concessionaire contract to do an event, if you're a food producer and you negotiate X price and you could have got twice the price, then you basically shortchange your family your family business by halving the income that you could have gotten if you had negotiated well. Additionally, if you are in a situation where your children don't want to keep their room clean and you essentially come in, of course, discipline and negotiation is a part of discipline, especially for all the children in your family where you can now get to understand what is it that they want and utilize that as leverage to get a particular outcome. These are things that we can help you with um, where you become part of our family family. But the objective for today is to get Neil to know that you cannot get away from negotiating in your family and outside of your family because we all as humans have competing or contrasting different kinds of objectives and wants, desires in life, and we are trying to live and interact with each other and to get each other to meet a need that we have and to meet a need for them and to come to some middle ground often and we're trying to do that for us in the messianic community in a fair way where both parties feel that they've gotten something out of the deal even if they do have to concede for a portion of time you may want for example your child to clean their room every day but at the end of the day you may have a particular day okay clean the room on saturdays and you you know you you may have, you may put up with a certain level of debris throughout the week but on saturdays you know that is non-negotiable part of the deal we had is that you will clean your room on saturdays and i will put up with a certain level of messiness through the week but on saturdays no there will be no mess in your room that could be a compromise that meet both sides of that equation anyway with that said please look out get that book or look at that book it's a short read on negotiations called getting to yes and it's by a sister called katie lenhan and uh, if you're interested in being a part of our family family you can look at the book end of this rally for contact information so look out for the next segment thank you Turn to burn. What is happening? Chris Dell here from Go Baller FFS. You already know what it is. I cannot even begin to tell you how much I appreciate not just what you've been sharing today and earlier this week, but for the last couple of weeks, for the last month. Every single time I hop on this app, I see you're echoing a segment, you're listening, you're engaged, and I'm trying to do the same. My best back to your station, too. I love the positivity. I love the family vibes. I love the Fam T family offering life skills, man. I'm on famtfamily.com right now. Shout out to famtfamily.com. That's F-A-M-T-I family.com. Check it out. It's a great website and a great business all about love and positivity. I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and personally from myself and my co-host, aka the godfather, my father, Mr. Alan Dell. Call into our station. We'd love to have you on our show as well, talking some sports, talking some life, and just want to send love. Have a great rest of your weekend. Peace out.
these are some declining skill sets in Collier County. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn Family, family.com's transformational man cave where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and militarism and aspire to domestic excellence. Excuse me, we had previously, thank you for continuing and being present with us today on another Manliness Rally. This one is a financial hack and we gave some indication as to dynamic or growing occupations and business opportunities in Collier County and now we are looking at the other spectrum these are areas that you should be concerned about because we have seen significant decline in the number of persons employed in these areas uh, over the past 10 years every year and it's been consistent significant decline in employment in these business opportunities and labor opportunities for these sectors in Collier County persons in Collier County can be where of the declining demand in labor in these areas and these are not in in any order of the significance of their decline number one musical groups and artists we've been seeing over the past 10 years as 2008 to 2018 over 21 percent decline every year in the number of music groups and artists in collier county this is not a very high grow a high wage earning opportunity or labor labor area with only as according to the bureau of labor and labor and bureau of labor statistics uh, music musical group and artists can earn somebody in that area is a musician can earn expect to earn on average twenty nine thousand six hundred and eleven dollars from from working and being in business in collier county another area in large decline business to business electronic markets we've seen over 20% decline in business to business electronic markets in that sector from 2008 to 2018. It's, however, a high, well, let's not say high, a moderately lucrative area. Persons in business to business electronics could earn about $66,287 per year in salary. Another declining area is linen supply that has been declining by about 14% on average every year from 2008 up to December of last year. Persons in that sector could earn, expect to earn about $34,066 per year. That's not a very high wage growth area, uh, high earnings area. Another area that we've seen significant decline in, farm labor contractors and crew leaders over 10% decline in farm labor contractors and crew leaders in Collier County. Not a very high wage area in terms of the annual average wage in this sector. $19,341 per year in that sector. Tour operators. There's not a, a lot of persons involved in tour operation in Collier County. Only 34 persons according to the Bureau of Labor, and Statistics, Bureau of labor Statistics up to December of last year been declining by about 10% every year since 2008 and you can expect to earn about $29,000 per year from that sector. Maybe that's why it's in decline. Newspaper publishers, 8% decline every year. Only about 179 newspaper publishers, sorry, persons employed in newspaper publishing in Collier County. We're not sure if this is the impact of digital, the digital newspaper market or the fact that a lot more people are on digital newspapers. 
however at the end of the day it's in decline and however newspaper publishers were expected to earn on average about fifty-eight thousand dollars in 2018. another area in decline corporate subsidiary and regional managing offices about seven percent decline per year from 2008 only 281 corporate subsidiary and regional managers regional man persons employed in this sector left and however it's a high grow high wage area with about two hundred and six thousand dollars four hundred and eighty one two hundred and six thousand four hundred and eighty one dollars as the average annual salary and another area related to the agricultural sector post-harvest crop activities except cotton ginning uh about six seven percent six point six percent decline every year from 2008 persons in this sector can expect to earn about 39 close to forty thousand dollars in average salaries excuse me you will note a lot of the trends in this area relate to agriculture some retail areas are in decline in collier county so agriculture retail are in decline some areas related to music are also in decline we don't know what all the drivers are behind these but we do provide some of the market research and we can go in detail in areas that you would that you you may have an interest in for your business for your family if you want us to help with some of that research you can contact us at our contact information in the end of at the end of this rally encouraging you to have a great day and it's now for the next segment dark choices reveal a dark heart lincoln here from turn to burn fantifamily.com's transformational man cave where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and aspire to domestic excellence we are continuing on this manliness rally this segment is a romantic or marital hack and we are grateful that you're present with us today this one is a reaction to comments i guess slash question that if messianic marriage is monogamous why were so many hebrew kings polygamous 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 so essentially the question if the marriage that God originally designed in Eden is a monogamous marriage. Why are a marriage made only for one man to one woman? Why is it that so many Hebrew kings had many wives? And we, you know, people reference many kings. Most popularly is Solomon, the son of David, one of David's, King David's son in the Hebrew royal reign and we know that he had 300 wives i believe 700 concubines hopefully it's not the other way and we know what happened to him christ said that so in reaction we would say christ said that man should leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife singular wife that's in matthew 19 5 and christ there was referencing adam in genesis 2 verse 24 in the holy bible context there Jesus was being tested by religious scholars, etc. And they would always try to trip him up. And they were questioning him about divorce, not necessarily polygamy, but divorce. And he makes the point that the original marital plan was one man to one woman. And they would leave their their, their father and mother, leave their paternal bond and become one flesh. 
so the, that's the main context however from that we can pull these secondary doctrines that marriage was monogamous and it was to be between one man and one woman Yahweh understands that man can vary from some of his original marital doctrine because of the hardness of their heart. That's what Christ says in Matthew 19 verse 8. And of course the reference there was again in regards to divorce, not polygamy. But it still is in the general issue of the original marital approach, the original approach that God planned for marriage that we should not have divorce and that one man should be with one woman for life and they'll leave their previous um, paternal and maternal bond to become one flesh. Now he's saying because man insists on going against the doctrine of God, God understands that man has the freedom to do that. He has the choice. And he says this now, you know god is not i don't believe god is condoning and endorsing the choice he is recognizing that man can make this choice and man insists on the choice so here you go with the choice so god is talking in the the, the context of divorce but we can also apply this doctrine that that man can go against the original plan god had for marriage we can apply that for polygamy as well. We also see Yahweh change humans' dietary requirements after the flood. We know before man was made to be a vegetarian, according to Gen the Genesis story. In Genesis 1 to 3, he gives us certain um, vegetables and certain food with seed in it, fruit bearing tree with seed in it. And sorry, not vegetables. I think we're supposed to be fruitarians, uh, technically. However, after the, the 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 Noah flood, the flood of God that Noah was involved in, God changes humans' dietary requirements. So He lays out His primary plan: primary plan for marriage, primary plan for diet, primary plan that man should not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. However, we see God still, even though we should not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the Bible teaches that from creation he had Christ the Lamb prepared. And that preparation could only mean that he was prepared for man making the wrong choice again. And eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, we would not have needed Christ to be the Lamb to take away the sin of the world if the world had no sin. And sin would imply that he knew that he was making the appropriate provision for man to mess up and of course we we lived up to that example so he makes the exact the, the ideal plan for marriage ideal plan for diet we mess that up he accommodates that not saying that he condones it um, hopefully that's not confusing so he lays out the primary plan and he invites our participation through making the right choices. That's one consistent thing we see God does in marriage, in diet, in our general life, in terms of our moral choices. He wants us to represent him through the choices that we make. And he gives us the choice of the tree of knowledge of good and evil or the tree of life we can choose. He assesses how well we are doing with our choices and in his kindness i believe he can offer us some form of settlement rules 
However, these symbolize that our heart, our choices, rejected the best plan for us. We believe that God wants us to be monogamous, despite the choice to be polygamous. And we have the record of how intense it was to manage one woman, Eve. Adam messed that up with one woman, and we see the destruction that ensued from him not being able to manage one woman. Now, the wisest man Solomon, quote-unquote, with his wisdom that God gave him, somehow created a royal brothel with a thousand women in it. And of course, they... That polygamous relationship, it is said, he ended up kneeling down to Moabite, Moabite idols, Moabite quote-unquote gods, and he lost his way. And we understand that the dark choices that Solomon made, the dark choices that Adam made, there were other kings that made dark choices, and those choices impacted their lives. We hear the story of Jezebel, etc. So, the point we're making in reaction to this question as to why messianic marriage why sorry many hebrew marriages was polygamous is because these men insisted to break god's law god did not tell them as far as i can see in the biblical narrative that it was okay because afterwards christ came and he explained that hey your divorce and remarried for every reason was not part of the original plan similarly we did not say that in regards to polygamy, but we can apply the similar doctrine to polygamy. Later on, I believe Paul teaches in regards to who should lead the church that bishops and deacons, I believe, should be husbands of one wife. Again, in an indirect way, addressing the issue of polygamy, and where we know the Hebrew, the Hebrew experience was one that they were heavily deep, heavily steeped in men having more than one wife and that issue is addressed indirectly through Paul uh, speaking to I believe it is Timothy or Titus one of them about how they should set up the leaders of the church they should not have any polygamous men men with more than one wives being bishops and deacons so we know that and, and that's under the New Testament under the quote-unquote grace dispensation as theologians call it where people feel we can just do anything but yet still under that dispensation of kindness and 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 liberality as people say they the law was 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 reinforced that hey the original plan for marriage is one man to one woman there's no polygamous messianic relationship that god that god sees as ideal and we know that's for a reason it's difficult to manage one wife as adam showed us now you're taking on a thousand wives solomon hmm, not that wise is it so we are going to pause there with that one we're thanking you for the questions and comments hopefully this is a good reaction for someone out there but the point we are essentially making is let's stick to god's original plan for things original plan for food original plan for for um for marriage etc um, and if you if you're one that for example if you are divorced and remarried you move forward if you you know recognize and we can all recognize that we're moving towards the mark of the high calling leaving what is behind let's press towards the mark of the high calling that's it for today look out for the next segment 
Lincoln here from TurnToBurnVanityFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave. We are grateful that you have fully consumed and experienced another manliness rally. We do encourage you to do a couple of things to animate yourself to greater levels of manliness. Visit us at www.famtyfamily.com as well as join our Facebook family at famtyfamily.com and email us at connect at famtyfamily.com. Have a great day today and be nuclear.